0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 64 of So I've Been Told. My name is Adam Kramer and this is my podcast. And this is the fourth annual uh, top 10 of the year episode. Uh, I did it with uh, John O'Connell and uh, Jeremy Shep, just like I have the last three years. And uh, John and I Did this four years ago, so this is a long, ongoing tradition now, and it's always one of my favorite episodes I put out each year. And so, yeah, I'm not gonna talk to you for too long before we get to that. Uh, Check the show notes. I'm gonna have a Spotify playlist with uh, you know all the stuff that uh, we had in our top tens, Uh, and. You know, instead of, since, you know, normally what I do is play a track or two by uh, the person I talk to, I decided to change it up a little bit and put some tracks on here from uh, some, some friends bands. So at the beginning, you are going to hear Blackout in Boston by Sotoff. and then at the end, you will hear The Promised Land by Robbie Alexander. So, yeah, those those guys uh, get mentioned in the episode. They both put out some rad E-T- EPs this year. Um, so they're not in the top ten. But, you know, I wanted to make sure I did my dudes a real solid. And, you know, so make sure you check them out. And, uh, yeah, I will just let you listen to Jeremy and John and I bullshit about music for a little while. Thanks for a live studio audience.
1: So yeah, uh, what uh, I guess let's start with uh, some EPs that we liked, um, and then we'll just kind of go around the circle like we always do. But uh, what uh and I I think maybe we'll wait and do honorable honorable mentions after we do the uh, the albums because then maybe some of my honorable mentions will be in your list, and then we'll talk about it then. So um, we're we're getting this down. This is like what year? John and I we've been doing this what four years?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think this is like our our fourth year doing this. Yeah, and traditions, man.
1: Yeah, this is like it's becoming one of my favorite holiday traditions and it's what this is your yeah. second or third year doing it with us Jeremy? This is,
3: this is my third year. I Sick. started in 2019. I with the best of 2019. Sick.
1: Yeah, yeah, so this is a this is a good uh, good little post-holiday tradition. But uh, what what EPs did you guys dig this year? Hmm. Um, so I'm gonna
3: say I really digged "Eat" by Poppy. Okay, um, our old friend Poppy, who's um, who came up very frequently last year, <laughs> and uh, she released her most heavy uh, music ever on this soundtrack that she wrote for um,
1: WWE Raw. It was actually uh, NXT, uh, wasn't it? I think it was NXT. NXT. Oh, yeah.
3: NXT. Oh.
1: I'm I'm the wrestling oh, guy, so I mean it, It's still <laughs> WWE, but like it's yeah, the yeah. I'm uh yeah. It's a, I, I it's mean, like a subsidiary. All I know is football and baseball
3: and hockey, but yeah, um, so. Yeah, but it was really heavy. Like I was surprised at how heavy it was, honestly. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was good, you know, kind of straight metal core, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and yeah, I'll probably do it was... you again. But... Weird. <laughs> it, it was so
2: cool. It was such a great EP, and it was kind of jazzy at points too. Um, yeah. It was uh, pretty remarkable. That was like kind of at the top of my EP list.
1: Oh, so I, I missed I like missed that when I'm when making my EP list I, I didn't like do a, an actual list I just kind of wrote down a few but uh yeah I also I also did really enjoy that record or EP whatever um I rocked that Kenny hoopla Travis barker mixtape so much this year um I I feel like what he did with that is like it's like if mgk were like sincere and real and not just like a dumbass that's like what you have with that kenny hoopla travis barker record
2: i really feel like he touches on a lot of different of those like many subgenres within that like warped horse scene um, I think of that kind of, like, new ilk of these kind of up-and-coming, like, pop punkers, like, the Kenny Hoopla one is maybe, like, my favorite.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's, uh, The uh... new
2: Knocked Loose EP was really great. Um, I feel like they also kind of, like, amped up the heaviness on this one.
1: Yeah, they're not a band that I've ever, like, been into, but, like, um... Like, I, like... I don't know him, no one, but like I'm Facebook friends with Nico, who just joined the band a couple like in the last year. Um, he played in, he plays in Church Tongue, um, who put out a record on Blood and Ink Records, and so like have connections to a lot of people I know. Uh, but yeah, that a lot, a lot of people are real into into the knocked loose. Um, I um, as far as. I don't have a lot of EPs written down, but, uh, the hardcore band tuning, they put out a really solid, I don't even know where they're from. Um, but I listened to that EP, uh, a handful of times, like a lot compared to a lot of other stuff. And, uh, I heard about that on, um, there's another podcast called coffee and hardcore. That's, uh, this guy, Wiley Willis, he's in two minute minor from Chicago. (coughs) And then uh, Mick Cox, who was the original bass player in Zayo, um, they do that podcast. And that's been, a, like, I've been really digging what they've been doing over the last year as far as podcast, and then kind of reintroduce, like, it's kind of introducing me to a lot of, like, newer hardcore bands that I probably would have missed out on otherwise. Uh, do you guys have anything else notable on your, your EP list?
3: That's uh, most of it, I think. <laughs> I, I didn't listen to a lot of EPs this year.
2: I, I kind of agree. I don't really feel like it was the year of the EP, so to speak. Um, a Mannequin Pussy's Perfect was pretty good. Like I liked that. I thought it was like a pretty consistent.
1: Did you go well, see them like, at Bonnaroo? Kind of, like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, that was a fun time. How was How was Angel Dust set? Angel Dust was really great,
2: actually. Like, they went from being a band that, like, I didn't... I'd I listened to some Angel Dust, but I hadn't been, like, won over to being, like, totally, like, eating out of the palm of the band's hand. Like, they were, they were great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, Rock the Fuck On Forever. Like, I think that record is incredible. And I saw them play during that era, and it was so good. And then... Uh, like the record that came after that i wasn't as into and then the record the new record um i said i wasn't going to talk about honorable mentions but um since you brought it up like that I, I really enjoyed that new record i feel like it kind of um i don't know i, I feel like they kind of found the right balance between like the hardcore influence and the more like chill indie stuff that they're into um but yeah that that's a uh, that band's dope so do we want to uh i guess i'll do uh, sorry i've got i've got a couple more i want to shout out as far as eps um uh, and and these are these are both friends so i'm kind of obligated to shout them out but also want to because i think they're dope um the sawed off ep that came out um you know obviously john kiss is one of my closest friends and i think that band's real cool and they're kind of doing a real rad uh 80s hardcore thing and uh uh, my friend Robbie Alexander, um, he's been on the podcasts, and he's got he put out a solo EP this year um, that I think was really great. Once again, I'm biased because both you know both of those uh, EPs are have some of my closest friends in them, so I'm I'm very biased, but uh, I think they're still worth checking out and very good even without my bias. <laughs> Uh, so I mean we can jump into the top tens if we want. Do we want to do? Uh, I mean I guess I don't I don't know. Are you are you? I don't know where your placement is on the screens here, but clockwise I've got Jeremy or I've John Jeremy and then myself. If that works, we'll. You know, I'm good with that. So no. yeah, yeah, John, you can kick <laughs> it off.
2: All right. So my number ten was uh, for your health. A record called in spite of mm. this was the band's like second full length and i listened to the first one i think it was uh nosebleeds maybe it was just an ep but i thought it was like oh this is pretty good there's some potential here but i feel like this record just crushed it um it felt like a love letter kind of to early 2000s metalcore but more than that and like the songs are just fucking brutal and intense and uh short <laughs> it's a fun
3: time
1: sick sick
3: Alright, so number 10 uh, for me is um, a band that I never thought would ever appear on the top 10 list again for me. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I said that back in 20, 2009 after they released a really terrible album, and then they ended up making it um, uh, in 2016. But it's Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay human by weezer um they i feel like they're a band like um historically when they've tried something different uh from their crunchy guitar pop um it's come out pretty uh pretty bad um but this time they uh rivers cuomo did string arrangement. um and it was good um the songs were good. They were well-written. Um, you know, there was a bit of cringe on there, of course, because of Tweezer. But uh, he wrote songs, I don't know, they were really wholesome. Like, there are songs about uh, Audible, listening to audiobooks. <laughs> um, there's a song called Playing My Piano, which is kind of like, I feel like, um, it's the same kid from In the Garage off the Blue album. Yeah, yeah. He's a fifty-year-old man now. That's basically <laughs> like it's like in my garage, um, age fifty. I don't know, um, and I don't know. It's just a really wholesome album, and the string arrangements are very warm, and uh, I, I dug it.
1: Rad. That's it's. Uh, we're gonna talk about it again in, in soon, but not not quite yet. Uh, my number ten is the band sixty eight. Uh, give One Take One, I thought this album just ripped. I mean, Josh Scoggin, I mean, I, I'm like old school, been a fan of everything he's done. And um, yeah. like, I feel like this particular record was kind of where 68 kind of found their sound. Um, also, that that album contains one of my favorite lyrics of all time. And that's, Oh Honey, You Only Love Me For My Riffs. Uh um but yeah I, I think that record is is uh is pretty damn good. I feel like in the past I've never really
2: connected with 68 but this record specifically I feel like really hit that mark and mm-hmm. I was like yeah 68
1: yeah and that there've been I haven't caught live um but I and they played near me a bunch of times and I just always miss them but uh next time that happens I am going to do my best to be there. Um, did
3: they go
1: as... I... Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you know if they go as hard live as they did, uh, as he did with the Chariot?
1: I mean, it's, it's kind of a different vibe because he's playing guitar, uh, but he still goes real hard. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, he's not as free as what he was, but... Uh, um, from videos I've seen they they still go real hard and, and put on a great show. Sweet. Yeah.
2: Um so actually my uh, I know we tied said we talk about honorable mentions at the end, but my number like 11 album of the year is actually uh okay human. Wait. It was just a really great right. record. Yeah. Um okay, so my number 9 I have uh Huffy by We Are Scientists. Okay. Um This album, it seemed to get released slowly over the year in, like, single form and then finally, like, put together as, like, one complete piece. And I feel like We Are Scientists, like, I like the little, like, I like their vibe of, like, kind of indie pop, indie rock. And I feel like on this album, they really kind of, like, are hitting everything on all cylinders. All the songs are really catchy and, like, everything has that, like, single potential. It feels like a single, Mm -hmm. but kind of strung together in a really cohesive record so it's just like front to back kind of bangers um we are scientists probably like their best record in a decade or more uh good times
1: Weird. yeah i'm not even familiar with them i don't know them at all so i will
0: have to check that out right on so um my number nine is uh japanese breakfasts
3: uh, jubilee um and I've been following this uh, project by, uh, what's her name, Michelle Zahner, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's been cool to see her, like, it, 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 was, it felt like it was her breakthrough year, um, you know. Um, in Japanese Breakfast, uh, um, she released a memoir that's uh, been doing very well. And um, this album, like, I've been hearing been hearing some of the tunes uh, in stores and stuff, and it's like, yeah, she's really catching on. It's, uh, it's a lot of ca- catchy stuff. It's uh, nice and dreamy, um, uh, like, catchy dream pop. Uh, and, yeah, it's been, it's been cool to see this album take off this year, uh, and I really dug it.
2: It's crazy to see that project grow so much, because, I mean, like, I went to see them at Anthology earlier this year, but I remember seeing them at, like, the Bug Jar, you know, like, maybe three years ago, and it's, like, the size comparison is massive.
1: Like, yeah. They've just blown yeah. up. Well, I mean, I, I saw it's Michelle like... play in Little Big League at the Bug Jar, her old, like, emo pop-punk band. Right. So, yeah. like, forever ago. So, yeah, it's it's nuts. And, I mean, like, she's, like yeah she's like she's like like legit friends with uh you guys know who tim avery is from from rochester and uh or i'm I'm assuming you probably do or have heard his name jeremy um oh yeah yeah yeah, and he's like you know i'm i'm currently playing in a band with him and he's like actually friends with michelle too like not just like not just like know through booking like you know she like keeps in touch with him and like i think guest listed him at that uh anthology show and stuff and uh so it's wild that it's like, you know, the connections are, are, uh, you know, within kind of DIY music, all the bands that break through the connections are, are really close, you know, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Well, we've already talked about it, but my number nine is OK Human by Weezer. And uh, that was a, a late addition to to the top 10, it was going to be in the honorable mentions. And I um, decided to give it a re-listen the other day. And I was like, nope, this has got to, I got to squeeze it in. So I'm I'm sorry to Sufjan Stevens and Angelo Augustine. Um, I had to bump that, even though that record's also great. Um, but yeah, OK Human, I think it's the best stuff that Rivers has put out in years.
2: sweet. Um, My number eight record is uh, Let Me Do One More by Illuminati Hotties. Um, I've been following this band for a little while now, and yeah, this is, I think, kind of like, it's their third record, but it really feels like the proper follow-up to their first one. It's like a great kind of like power poppy, indie, punky, I guess like bubble grunge is the term that I'm seeing like pop up. Okay, Um, yeah. And, uh, like, it has some of, like, the catchiest songs that I've, like, heard all year. Like, the song Pool Hopping is easily in my top five songs of the year. Like, maybe even number one. It's just that damn good. And, like, it follows through for the rest of the record. It's good stuff.
1: Nice.
3: Number eight for me is um, one of the musicians I associate most with Buffalo. Um, After, of course, every time I die. But it is uh, Conway the Machine, Lamakina. Um, yeah, just a really solid rap record. You know, just um, I love seeing Grizzelda grow, like yeah. it has. Been. Like people are, uh, they're getting more, getting more respect. And uh, Conway's my favorite MC from that um, label, and uh, I, I think this is uh, the best album he's put out and um uh what's that one song um uh i don't know that i can't that, remember <laughs> um it's uh i don't know anyway yeah it, <laughs> i'm having a brain fart but um it is uh it, it, i i was bumping that all year um it's got a really catchy hook that i just can never get out of my head scatterbrain that's what it's yeah called scatterbrain
1: that's the one yeah. with the um, with the ludicrous feature
3: yeah ludicrous yeah, yeah yeah best thing ludicrous has done in years in my opinion
1: <laughs> i yeah. yeah i i but, i think conway's so so dope yeah for sure um and like he's not he's not like Like, he's definitely my favorite of of the Griselda dudes, and that's another... That was another... uh, That'd be in my top 20 for sure, but uh, didn't quite make the top 10. Um, I love the amount of uh, wrestling references and samples that all of the Griselda dudes throw in into their stuff. It's so fun. It is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really into that. Um, So, staying in the hip-hop realm we are gonna move on to my number what are we at number eight um, sometimes I might be introvert by little Sims I think she goes so hard on this record um, I think that I think that a lot of people have been sleeping on little sims and i think she's absolutely killing it um just love that record
2: i've actually never listened to her but i've heard really good things i should check that out
1: yeah yeah it's it's real dope
2: um my number seven record it's a band that appeared last year at the number 10 spot it's pulses with uh, speak less this was uh an album where all the songs were short. They uh, kind of intentionally went across a whole bunch of different, like, sounds within their, like, overarching influences, and uh, everything is, like, around, like, that 90-second mark or more. And I'll be honest, I'm a complete sucker for that kind of thing. Like, Silverstein did, like, a record maybe, like, I guess about 10 years ago now called Short Songs that had, like, a similar idea. Mm -hmm. And I found myself a sucker for that one, too. But I feel like this has actually, like, a lot of a lot of versatility across the tracks and uh it's it's a real good brief
3: listen
1: sick i think i think there's a lot of records that like just in my opinion just kind of there's just too much like the just the fat needs to be trimmed so i am like so into it when an artist puts out a full length that's like not a million years long (laughs) um I'm, yeah, I feel like if
2: you're longer than like 40 minutes, you have to, you have to earn it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if any of you, either of you will, will mention Kanye, but that's a whole other conversation with, uh, <laughs> with Donda that I'm sure we can get into at some point. Oh boy. But, uh, moving on. All right. Yeah. Spoiler. I'm not mentioning, I'm like co-
3: coming close to mentioning Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I, both, I hated both of those records. Well, maybe hated is a strong word. Well, a strong word. They didn't really do anything for me. Fair. Personally. But this one, my number seven, did. And it is called Crawler, and it's by Idols. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, they do a great mix of the atmospheric... Um, kind of morose, uh, post-punk thing, with the more uh, visceral, aggressive, um, uh, punk, very British punk sound, and uh, they they killed it this time. I think it was better than last year's record, um, and yeah. I was actually going to ask, how does this stack up,
2: in your opinion, to their other releases?
3: Um, I'd say that it's uh, probably. I, I'd say it's m- maybe the f- best, actually. Um,
1: Hot take.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. The I feel like brutalism. It still might. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I still think it might be brutalism is my favorite, um, and then crawler is like maybe maybe uh tied with joy
1: right yeah they're all
3: better than ultra in my opinion
1: (laughs) i love joy as an active resistance and i feel like that set the bar so high for me with them um and i get they're doing something different and i am sure that given the right time and if i you know I, I may come back to that one, but it didn't really... Like, I liked it, but it didn't really... Uh, didn't move the needle for me too much. I don't know. But... Uh, my number seven... Uh, changing directions a little bit here is... The Crimson Corridor by Zayo. Um, just one of the best metalcore bands of all time and i mean i guess now they're kind of just in the metal realm um the riffs are killer dan's voice sounds brutal as it ever has um just the writing's real creative and fun fact my my first listen to that record was on the morning of my wedding so i weirdly will always associate that Zao record with with my wedding day and that was that was a pretty good day, and I'm not just saying that because my wife is in the room behind me. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah.
2: Um, at the number six slot, I have uh, an artist who appeared a couple of years back on my list. It's uh, IDK with You See For Yourself. Um, I really love what IDK does. I think that um, in the hip-hop realm, like I, I like his how he delivers his like flows and like his distinct like style of like word choice um and he is able to like really set these great emotional moods with his music and like through really like thought out structure um and this record kind of like continues where the last one which i'm kind of blanking on the title israel kind of is he real kind of left off um it almost acts as like a sequel to that without feeling like it's indebted to it and it continues the run that idk hopefully hopefully has here
1: cool
3: sweet so now um this band has uh been on a roll um they've made my top 10 um since 2013 uh with every release um so wow yeah um the thing is though they made a big change with this album that i'm sure divided i mean I know def- I've a lot of fans, but it's death heaven with infinite granite, you know? And uh, yeah, I was a little bit resistant to the idea of um, them getting rid of like mostly jet thinning the, uh, the growls, the uh, black metal shrieks and the blast beats and all that. But then I listen to the record, and it's, like, just absolutely gorgeous, and um, they actually do, I don't know if you guys heard the record yet, Mm -hmm. but, like, uh, spoiler alert, at the end they kind of reward us with, you know, the death heaven we all know, Um, but the hour before that, well, I think almost an hour before that, uh, it's just gorgeous shoegazings. And
1: um, and I loved it. Word, yeah, I liked that it. That was really cool. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I think I saw some video. They they played Furnace Fest, right? I think. I think I saw some some footage of that. Um, my number six record is Nas with King's Disease Two. I, I just We're it's unbelievable to me that. The same dude who put out a record as classic as Illmatic is still putting is still like staying relevant this many years later. Um, I just thought, and like I don't know, I just like I just thought this one blew the first King's Disease record away, um, and then he like dropped another project on Christmas Eve that was yeah, man. just kind of like felt like icing on the cake to me. Like Nas is quickly rising to like like he he's he's like one of the goats um which i mean people have been saying that for a long time but i just think his uh his body of work is and the way he has maintained relevance um uh, up to now is incredible and and i just think that record rules
2: Number five, I have Poppy with Flux. Mm. Um, I, I really enjoyed this record. Um, it was a nice change of pace. It seems like, you know, she is continuing to just, like, evolve her sound with release after release, and it's uh it's kind of refreshing. It's a little frustrating as, like, when you enjoy where she is, but it's fun to know that she's going to move on to something else. I mean, that's, like, uh, that evolutionary style is something I really appreciate in an artist like AFI or David Bowie, whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, Flux was just a really great kind of like almost alternative rock record. It kind of reminded me a lot of like nineties, like nineties, like radio rock, nineties grunge mm-hmm. kind of both a little bit of like a modern flair. Um, it's good stuff.
1: Cool.
3: Yeah. So, um, actually at number five, I have Flux. By <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think we're gonna have another Poppy situation this year. Maybe I don't know. We just gotta wait on Adam.
1: But, yeah, I mean um, I I love Poppy, but the the she put out this year didn't uh, like. I thought they were cool, but that she's not gonna reach the twenty twenty one status that she reached last year, where all three of us uh, had a Poppy record on our on our uh, countdown. Oh well,
3: oh well. I, I, I she tried again. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, you know I like the I dig um, I feel like she proved herself you know as um she uh she was already trying to prove herself as more than just uh this performance artist uh, who was created by um uh that really uh, that scumbaggy manager guy or whatever <laughs> um and uh she yeah she um kind of proved herself as a songwriter who's uh we should take seriously, um, who can make a very consistent record, um, Hmm. and yeah.
1: Cool. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Poppy. Maybe, maybe next year you can reach the, you know, reach the, the level of the, you know, our consensus like last year, but, um, so yeah, my number five, um, uh, once again, uh, friends, but uh, Basement Disciples by Condition Oakland. Um, once again, it's, it's hard for me to, to separate my just being friends uh, with Tyler and the rest of the dudes. I, I ends up being a fan, but uh, knowing, kind of knowing the story behind the songs, because I know the people, and uh, I just think Tyler's an incredible songwriter, and he keeps getting better. And the production on this record, I think, it just blows away um, everything they put out up to this point. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of in the in the the vein of like the Menzingers, and sometimes you know sometimes crosses into like a little bit more country. Um, so like Lucero, Menzingers, that kind of vibe. Uh, but yeah, I, I really I really love that record, and that's my number five.
2: Sweet, sweet. I have Shame with their album *Drunk Tank Pink*. Um, Shame is like a, they're an English kind of post-punk band, and on this record, I don't know—it's it's one that I actually don't have a lot to, to say about. It's just really good, really consistent. Cool. If you're into you know, the post-punk sound, um, they have some more like aggressive tracks. They have some really kind of like slower, slow-burn jams. Uh, one of my favorite songs of the year was um, on this record. Um, it was human for a minute and uh, if you're listening to this definitely
3: check this song out it's a great album cool right on so yeah um, uh, number four is a band that's uh, synonymous with Buffalo as me as uh, um, Wings and um, Josh Allen Uh, but it's uh, every time I die with Radical. Um, I heard the songs, uh, the singles they were releasing. Um, it was just like, I was so pumped up. You know, it's been five years since Low Teens. And, uh, you know, just didn't disappoint. Um, everything, every song was damn good. They brought the riffs, you know. Um, they brought the catharsis.
1: Uh, yeah. Just they can do no wrong, honestly. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I liked that record a lot. Once again, didn't didn't make my list, but I did like that record a lot. Oh. So I know that was one you predicted would be uh you know, all three of us would have on here. But uh you know, it's been fun too while coming up with this list and thinking about because, you know, like we've done this couple of years now, so I always like some it's it's fun to like guess which one of you guys is gonna put what records on your list. Uh,
3: well, I'm down to
1: one now. <laughs> oh, one that you think all of us will have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um uh, no spoilers. <laughs> number four. Uh, this is a band that I didn't really... Uh, if you would have told me... I would have been surprised had you told me um, this band would put out a record that I would like this much. Not that I don't like... I, I like them, but I just it's been a couple of years. I feel like, you know what you expect when the killers put out a record. And, uh, I think that pressure machines, uh, pressure machine, not pressure machines. There's only one machine. Um, like I just, it, I was surprised by that record. Um, moved by that record. Weird, weirdly. Like I listened to it at work and I was like, Oh, this is like, this is like a little, like I, I'm, I'm, this is hitting me in the fields. I gotta, I gotta pull it together. I got work to do. Um, but very uh you know very springsteen vibes um yeah i just i just think it's some of the best songs they've written in a long time and normally like i said i mean i i'll listen to a killer's record and be like oh that's cool it's a killer's record but this just was uh just uh had a little bit more meat on the bone for me
2: That's yeah. awesome it's always nice when like those veteran bands yeah 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 um they they actually
0: put if they put out a couple good records the past two years honestly
3: um uh imploding the mirage was from 2020 was also pretty
1: good but yeah cool yeah maybe Um, i don't even know if i listened to that one just because it's like i think they just fell through the cracks um yeah but yeah i i uh no, I apparently I listened to it. I can see on my Apple Music that I listened to it, but I, it wasn't it wasn't memorable enough that I remembered it. So, but uh, oh, right. I'm sure it's great. I, I should give it a re listen.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, so we're at the top three. Um, I feel like my top three are all going to be pretty boring, predictable. But I'll leave it at that. Number three, I have uh, <laughs> I have the three eleven of hardcore. With a uh, glow on by Turnstile, um, this record was just so much fun. Like uh, I feel like I've enjoyed Turnstile like through through the years, but I really feel like this record just kind of hits on like all cylinders. Um, I know it's gotten a lot of like really great press, but I feel like it really has lived up to the hype. Um, great crunchy riffs. Uh, it goes in directions that you maybe aren't expecting it's just all around a wonderful hardcore record. And one that I think is a great introduction to like that style of music to somebody that might not really be into heavy music. Mm-hmm. Cause it, I don't think it like, you know, it, it doesn't gatekeep
1: with its inaccessibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. I'll have more to say about it soon.
3: Yes. Uh, I think my prediction is coming true. <laughs> anyway, my number three is, um, I, uh, this was, I was debating putting it at number two, honestly. Um, but, I don't know. Uh, it's, three's good. Three's not bad, I guess. Um, it's Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. Mm, okay. Um, best rap album of the year, in my opinion. Um, featuring not one, but two nine-minute epics, um... He's uh he's just I don't know it's it's been overset at this point but he's just grown exponentially as an artist since uh, ever since um that video for Yonkers that like everybody went crazy over like God almost like over ten years now I think
1: it's it's been a long time yeah I remember Um, like 2011. Like, yeah. when my, like, my old band, Endangered Youth, was on tour, we were bumping that Tyler the Creator record a lot, um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's been over ten years.
3: Yeah, but, like, man, what a, what a great artist, and he's come such a long way, and, um, yeah, a lot of great guests on this one, with Louis Burt, um, Lil Wayne, um,
1: Ty Dolla Sign, yeah, just, um yeah cool well i feel like i might be holding Tyler the creator back by the look on <laughs> on john's face um so we might we may end up like we did last year with with one shared uh you know album that we all agree on as far as you know being in the top 10 but uh i chose another uh Super cool hip hop record. Uh, that made my number three spot and that is Smile with No Teeth by Genesis Owusu. Either of you guys check that record out?
2: No, I
3: haven't.
1: Unfortunately not. It's it's so good. He is I think he's British. Um let me just let me I'm checking to make sure I don't uh But yeah, uh no, he's Australian. What are, what are... Uh, you know, whatever, same thing, not you know. not American. <laughs> um, no, I I love that record. I, it was, you know, he had said that he wanted to make a record that was like, um, that was like to pimp a butterfly or food and liquor, and I don't think it. I don't think it quite hits the level there, but it's close. And I think that he's going to be an artist to watch over the next couple of years. I think he's doing really cool creative stuff and uh, yeah I, I highly re- obviously I highly recommend it because he's it's my number three record
3: um,
2: almost oh, definitely Uh-oh. my number two record kind of piggybacks here it is uh, call me if you get lost <laughs> um, I feel like this this could have potentially bumped up to number one for me it was a little bit of a battle but I wound up placing it at the number two slot um, just everything that uh, Jeremy had said kind of repeated back. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my favorite rap record of the year. It is just like phenomenally produced. Um, Tyler has just like continued to grow and evolve as an artist. And after having a couple more, like more R&B influenced records, it's fun to hear him kind of like cut loose on more of a straightforward for him hip hop record. Um, and just like go hard on the mic and yeah, Tyler, just
1: the man, Tyler. I, I will say Run It Up was one of my probably my uh, maybe my up. favorite hip hop song of the year. Um, I just think that song bops super hard, um, but yeah, the, it's it's a great record. I I'm I'm sorry, Tyler, for we got to come up with a with a name for you know the the, the well I guess we'll just call it the Poppy Award. Since, since she's the one <laughs> yeah, that, that started Moore's this Oscar. this out. so um, But yeah, uh, you're number two, right? Number two, yes. All right,
3: this is a band that has not missed for 20 years, ever since they released the greatest metalcore album ever recorded. Um, but it's Converge with... Actually, it's Converge with a guest, yeah. Chelsea Wolfe, and it's Blood Moon One. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything I can say about Converge that hasn't been said. Um, but like this, it, it was it was good. Like that's like it's Converge. It's gonna be good. Um, it was heavy. It was. Um, it had its gorgeous moments. I was surprised that like. I guess I, I shouldn't have been surprised. Like you know, they they can pull off a lot, but um, how well the guests complemented the band. Like the I shouldn't say guest because like they kind of they kept it pretty equal. Um, like with their contributions. Yeah. Um. But
0: yeah, it was it was gorgeous and it was so deliciously heavy too. Um. And
3: uh, yeah
1: that that one just missed making my top 10 it was it's it's like I'll say it's like top 12 um 12 probably. or 13 for the year i I mean I'm also such a huge converge fan um and yeah. I um yeah that, that record is really great and that's probably one that's uh, I, I could see you know coming back and you know in a couple of years and that record being, like, I could see that growing on me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I love it. It just wasn't, you know, one of the top ones for me. But, yeah, it's... I mean, Converge can can do no wrong. For sure, yeah. All right. My number two is Glow On by Turnstile. I... Like, it's... Uh, like, I, I, I sent a friend the... Uh, The link to the the Tiny Desk concert because we were talking about it and she was like I'm embarrassed about how much I like this band because I want to just nerd out about how great this is and I was like I know it's so good Um, the songs are so catchy and fun and memorable like it's and, and so much of what I base my my list on is is uh re-listenability and what I go back to most often and that has been like a you know I, I feel like I've listened to that record more than probably more than any other record in the last several years honestly it it's just yeah I can't get enough of it and I uh yeah it's great my wife is probably, she's behind me, and she's also probably sick of hearing me talk about her in style. <laughs> We're at our number right. one, boys. Oh,
2: number one. All right. This is definitely not a unique record, but it's, uh, damn, is it a good one? And that is uh, Every Time I Die with Radical, longtime Ooh. fan, uh, first time at that number one slot for me. I feel like this record just kind of delivered on all fronts. Um, it was so well-paced for a 16-track record that, you know, stretches the better part of an hour. It never really feels that long. Um, The way that they had released the singles and, like, the way that they placed them, like, on the album, it just, like, lets it flow so beautifully. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they just, like, go so strong. They know, like, they're just at the top of their craft. They've been doing what they do for so long, but with such, like, an eye for how to continue creating unique, but like great
3: songs in the same vein yeah. uh it's inspiring good stuff
0: cool nice yeah.
3: nice well number one it's gonna bore you but um yeah uh it's uh it's glow on it's uh it's my number one because i just see what it's doing it's uh i became pretty disillusioned with hardcore for a while um but seeing how this band is um made it exciting, so exciting for like a new generation um, you know it's kind of like uh, I don't know like I think I, I dropped off of hardcore um, once uh, around the time um, title Fight hung up uh, mm-hmm. hung up their capes um, but turnstile is uh, you know, it's making me excited about hardcore again and I'm seeing kids that like have never been into hardcore, like um just really loving this band and uh it's just really awesome to see. So um and then, you know, aside from that, yes, it's a good album. All the tracks are <laughs> fun. Um I I love uh I I can't stop listening to Blackout. Um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, Don't Play. Is that it? Um, and uh, yeah, you know, these are all, uh, I feel like they're all songs that we're going to um, remember 20 years from now. Mm. like Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's been a really
2: great year for hardcore, just in general. Like hardcore yeah. music. Yeah,
1: for sure. It's been a great year, period, music wise, I think. I mean,. There were so many records that I would have loved to, like, I wish that I could fit more than 10 in my top 10 because there were so many great records. Um, And yeah, that Turnstile one, I just feel like it's kind of captured a moment and I think we're all going to kind of remember this, like, this year and where we kind of got into that record. It's kind of a milestone, you know, I think it's going to be a milestone in hardcore, um, you know, like, you know, I don't know like you know refuse shape of punk to come or something like that kind of where there's like a oh, yeah. where there's like a definable before and after and uh sure. yeah I, th- I think that that record's going to be be uh be up there all right my number 1 record is until this shakes apart by 5 iron frenzy um oh yeah dude that record is so good um they kind of went back and did um a lot of like Um, it's, I don't know, it's like kind of old school ska style. It's not as much like, it's not as like, you know, third wave, whatever, like ska punk. It's more traditional ska and, uh, like lyrically Reese Roper, just spitting hot fire. Um, it's, their definitely their most political record and they've always been a band that has had a lot of. Uh, political undertones, but uh, you know I think this the record when I listen to it it, it feels it feels like an important record to me, um, and yeah there it's it's cool for me to see that band still like putting out like what I was saying about about Nas obviously it's weird to compare Nas to Five Iron Frenzy um, <laughs> I mean if they collabed I'd be all about it but uh like just just the uh, the fact that they're still, you know, putting out music that I think is relevant and cool and uh, interesting. So yeah, that's that's my number one.
3: Yeah, they'd, probably, yeah, my they'd probably be the only one who says uh, who would say we're not cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're. I mean.
3: That band to self-deprecate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had. I had uh, Leonora on the podcast what like two years ago, and she is just the kindest human being and uh, a delight. Um, so yeah, I'm you know I I'm also like very biased when it comes to five iron as you guys probably already know like they they hold a very special place in my heart. Um, what are what are some? I was, was oh, going to bring them up. Oh, go ahead. What was that? Oh, uh, I was going to bring them up.
3: After.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that record rules. Um, what, what other, uh, what, what else was close to making your list? So, John, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say that my
2: like, you know, next like little bracket down, uh, Weezer. Okay, Human. I know I mentioned that. I honestly, I also really enjoyed Van Weezer. Not as much, mm-hmm. but um, I thought it was still just, like, a really fun record, especially as a companion piece, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the World is a Beautiful Place, uh, Illusory Walls. I actually think this is their best record, um, and, like, some of the epic songs at the end of it. Like, I think it's called, like, um, whatever the latest Steve track is, like Infinite Steve or Ultimate Steve or whatever, mm-hmm. like, the latest Steve Journey is. Oh, my God, it's, like, this beautiful, like, epic, emo post-rock epic um I know I said epic a lot, but <laughs> uh, it is. Um, it's worth the 17 minutes. Um, and then Origami Angel, they were my number one record a couple of years ago. They released Gami Gang this year, and it was uh, it was definitely a good slap of tracks. A little overlong at times. Um, sleigh Bells, Texas, continuing my love of Sleigh Bells. And I guess I'll finish off with Remember Sports, uh, Like a Stone, good kind of like indie punk.
1: Cool. Uh, that's There was a song on that. I, I added it to a playlist. I don't remember what the name of it was. But there was a song on that Sleigh Bells record that I was like, this is like one of the best songs of the year. Um, Locust Laced. Oh. That That song is so good.
3: Yeah, I gotta check that out. I I like I dig Sleigh Bells. Yeah. Um, Honorable mentions, like well, like you said, um, this was such a stacked year, like. There were just so many releases. It's like when when twenty twenty, like, happened. You know, everybody kind of went to the studio, and then in twenty twenty one they released it all. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a stacked year. So this is probably going to be the longest honorable mention list I ever <laughs> have. But I'm going to say Van Weezer is an honorable mention for me just because I, um, I think it was like the less consistent record and it was also I feel like it was they hyped it up quite a bit too yeah um and uh it was delayed but um I I I had a lot of fun with it um I I feel I I feel like there were some like moments that didn't work as well as okay human but um it was just a fun album. Um, a lot of, uh, legacy acts released some good records this, uh, past year. Um, I like, uh, you know, a band that kind of got me into a lot of the music. I like, I like today, um, Chevelle, um, put out a good record. You know, they, they did what they did do with, uh, choruses and some solid riffs uh Attis, I think that's how you say it Remember When was an awesome song
1: it was I, have, yeah, I haven't yeah. listened to that record but they're they're a band that's uh like Wonder What's Next is such a great record um for sure and yeah I haven't like listened to them in a long time but uh, I'm stoked that they put out something that that you think is cool because, yeah. that rules.
3: Yeah, they're good. I, I feel like they're um, they feel like they've uh, been grouped with bands they have no business being grouped with, honestly. Um, they,
1: and they kind of uh, got that Deftones thing where they get grouped in with metal with yeah. uh with new metal and they're not really yeah. new metal.
3: No, no, they. Uh, but, yeah, you know, like, they're, they're not a band that really has, like, they made, like, a big masterpiece or anything. But, yeah, yeah, ever since uh, Wonder What's Next, they've been, you know, pretty consistent, I think. Um, cool. But, yeah, then uh, there's um, Modest Mouse, uh, which has been my favorite band for, like, ever old, really ever since um, uh, uh, We Were Dead before the boat tank mm-hmm. Um they put out the best album I think since Good News for people who love bad news, uh, in the Golden Casket. Um it was uh really uh they kinda put on a bit of a psychedelic thing. Um it was very divisive. I think it was the enemy that gave it like five stars out of five.
0: And, and Fantano Anthony,
3: hated Fantano. it. <laughs> yeah. Fantano yeah. gave it like two out of ten and that pretty much sums like sums up how um how different it was um Mm -hmm. kind of uh definitely divisive but uh they tried something new and i like that they're i love that they're back you know um and then um I don't know for, because I work at high school, like I, have got to mention this one, but, um, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, you know, it's just kind of one of those, one of those, uh, kind of zeitgeisty albums mm-hmm. that, um, kids these days are going to be saying, like, yeah, I loved Sour, uh, when I was in 10th grade. Um, and, uh, then, also, um, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Um, I thought it was a good album, and I'm, mentioning it almost, uh, only, only because of the title
1: track. Um, it was so good. Weird. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, did you listen to, uh, that Lingua Ignota record that came out? Lingua Ignota? Oh God, no. I was, cause I, I was like expecting you to mention that record. Um. Oh really? because I just I don't know I just it I just thought it was had like a vibe that you would be into um oh, but shit, uh, no yeah check it out it's called sinner get ready and it's dark um, like it's a hard listen um, in some ways it kind of had I mean it's it's a totally different thing but like it, the pain that she is expressing on that record um it's like it's like despair it's like kind of like Mount Eerie's Crow looked at me Um, it's, so it's like a record that you'll listen to once or twice. And then it's not one you'll probably go back to. At least I, I don't want to go back to it soon. Um, because it's a hard listen, but it's a beautiful piece of art. And, uh, it's definitely one that I wanted to at least mention, um, that it, it doesn't really fit my format for my top 10, but it's, it's definitely a record that I think is noteworthy. And I mean, she was... Uh, Unfortunately, she was with Alexis from Daughters, and apparently a lot of the record is about, uh, him abusing her, um, which is a super bummer for multiple reasons, um, selfishly, because I'm never going to get to see Daughters live, um, but more so because it's an awful situation, um, that she had to live yeah. through, but there's also a lot of apparently she was living in uh, Central Pennsylvania for parts of it. So there's like references to Centralia, and uh, that's like real close to where I grew where I grew up. So I'm also like real into anytime there's people who are talking about Centralia. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, th- I think you would I think you would dig that record. Um, or maybe yeah, I was just thinking because I like to me they kind of. You know, it, there's like a similar vibe to, not not vibe, but like just in the, just the pain being expressed as the, the Mount Eerie record that I knew, and I know you really liked that one. Yeah, yeah, that was in my top 20 of
3: the 2010s.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, check
3: that out. Lingua Ignota.
1: Yeah. Um, I really liked the new Shad record that came out this year, Tao, um, just a fun hip hop record. I mean, he's uh, I think I talked about him on the on one of these episodes a couple of years back. I think yeah. Yeah. Um you know, he's he's from uh from Toronto. So he he's repping the 6 and um in a you know, it's it's much much, much I mean, obviously any I could fart on a record and it'd be better than the new Drake record, but um, <laughs> like it was, uh, I really enjoyed it, and he he's just does really fun stuff, and also he he hosts, um uh, that, that hip-hop documentary show on Netflix, I can't remember what it was. Hip-Hop Evolution, I think, um, he's the host of that, and that's also, like oh, super rad and worth watching, I learned a lot from Both of the seasons of that show. Yeah. Um, Couple couple other ones that nearly made the list that uh, I mean JPEG Mafia is still just killing it. Like everything he does is great. Um, I really liked it's a record by this dude who goes by Delete Zeke and uh, it's kind of electronic like weirdo stuff. It's like this kid who's only eighteen, and it's like I think he just made it in his bedroom, um, and Fantano, like he Fantano put that record in in his top fifty, and that's where I, admittedly, where I found out about it, um, but uh, yeah, I, I like that record a lot, and uh, one step closer from Wilkesbury. They're a kind of melodic hardcore bands that I was. They were like the band I was really excited to see at the Syracuse New Year's Day New Year's Day show that got canceled, um, but yeah, they're, uh that record's really great and uh, the Lucy Dacus record that she put out that was a uh, another one that would be a top fifteen record that I, I just uh, couldn't couldn't fit everything in, but I, I think that's right. I think that record rules. Um,
3: Alan and uh, the snail nail, those were both odd records. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So none of us none of us had uh, any attachment to Donda. No, I was, <laughs> I was wondering if, if uh, either of you guys would, you know enjoyed it. You know, there were parts of it that I thought were really great and it just felt like it just felt it was too long. It was too long and it felt like every like demo it just felt like a long like it was all demo like all felt like demos like um it's disappointing cuz I think I think that you know if he would have whittled yeah, it down me, Kanye guy. Yeah, I think that it could have been whittled down into what would have been a a good to maybe great record. Um but he just tried to do he tried to do too much. It's too much fucking yeah. shit on me.
3: That uh, honestly has been the story with Kanye for me, like ever since um Um I don't know. Like his last masterpiece was Yeezus for me. Like, yeah.
1: And that was and that was a short record too, so um, Yeah. Comparatively. I mean uh I mean, a couple years ago, my favorite record of the year was uh, Kids See Ghosts, and I still think that record rules. Like, I mean, that I think he was kind of on fire when he was putting out those, like, those eight track records with. uh, Now my mind is going blank with, with who he put those records out with, but, uh, yeah, I. What was that?
3: Didn't he do Nasir by Nas?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he did, he did that with Nas, and then he did, uh, he did that push a OG T record. Jonah. Yeah. 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 Um, and also that, uh, what was that, was that record just called Yeezy? Yay. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I think that, that had some really cool tracks on it. I didn't love it as a whole, but, uh, there were some, some moments that I thought were real cool. Yeah. Uh... What, uh, any other, do you guys, have you guys been out to any shows since things have been, I mean, obviously now they're stopping again, hopefully not for long, but, uh, have you guys been out to any shows since things have been happening again?
3: Um, I have been really, uh, no, last show I've been in November of 2019, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. I'm, uh, still just waiting it out, but I'm uh, getting pretty eager. Weird. Um, I went to tit the season back in December. Oh, sick! That was a good time. Oh, lucky, actually, you know, you mentioned Refused, and I'm gonna say one of my biggest regrets was um, February of 2020. I was in Brooklyn, and Refused were playing at Brooklyn Steel, and I was thinking, should I go? Do I go? Do you? Do I go? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> Biggest threat,
1: dude. They, I, I had a similar situation, but it was in Philadelphia. Um, it was during, I think it was, maybe in, it was either twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen. I think it was twenty fourteen. Um, I was down there for like two days of this is hardcore fest, and I found out that they were playing like a, like an after show or like a you know a an after thing and found out about it too late and didn't get to go and I wish I would have gotten to see refused. But, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, we, uh, my wife and I we went and saw The Mountain Goats back in October at, uh, Brooklyn Made which is a new venue in Brooklyn and that was one of the best shows I've ever been to and that venue is like, ridiculous. 800 cap room, they sold out three nights Um, and they had just opened, like, a couple weekends before that, and Jeff Tweedy played three, played three nights and sold it out three nights, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they've got some cool, they've had some real cool stuff happening at that venue, um, but, yeah, uh, do you guys see any new movies this year? I I don't know, we always kind of, I feel like we always just kind of wrap up with, like, random favorite things in, in the last year, so, um.
3: Yeah, um, movies. Um, come back to me, John. Okay. So,
2: uh, I feel like some of the, the cooler movies that I saw this year were pretty weird. Uh, some, like, odd horror films. Uh, Lamb. Lamb was, like, a 10 out of 10
0: movie for me.
2: Wow. Uh, I was like an, I, I'm sure that's going to be, like, a hot take. I know that it was different, but uh, I don't know. I, I found it very moving. Um, also shit, I feel like I just saw something, like, real recently, oh, Titane, um, the new, uh, Julia DeCorno movie, Ah, uh, god, was that something else, it was, like, both, like, really viscerally gross, and, like, very, like, emotionally, like, cathartic, too, it was just art, <laughs> nice, mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, unfortunately,
3: I, um, didn't really keep up to date with, uh, I've got a long list of (laughs) movies from 2021 that I still have to see. But I saw, um, I mean, I loved uh, the new Spider-Man. Cool. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. um, TV, though. TV was good. Um, I've been watching Wheel of Time, uh, which, you know, it's just been kind of a, it's been a long time coming. Um, an adaptation of that series and uh i think you know for season one you know when, with TV shows we kind of we kind of like season one is kind of the um kind of the testing right almost mm-hmm. and um this one they they did a great job i think and uh
1: if it if it's gonna get better from here then i'm really excited cool um, yeah the wheel of time is like i've like known like like one of my you know, i've always had friends in my life that were about that book series um and i never like got into it but i've heard nothing it's but good things So much it's so much
3: 14 books and like yeah a thousand pages of pop like yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's I, I i've uh my sister's been watching the show too and she hasn't read the books but uh yeah, it's, it's something I, I'm interested in checking out at some point, but I haven't uh, taken the dive. Um, as far as movies, I, I enjoyed the new Mortal Kombat movie a lot. Um, it wasn't anything earth-shattering, but it was very enjoyable. Um, it was
3: better than uh, the, la- the one before.
1: Annihilation? It. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot better than Annih- Annihilation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the first... One was also great, um, from whatever year that was, but
3: the sequel was shit.
1: Yeah. Um, and that, that's a, I, I would say reboot, but it wasn't exactly a reboot of Candyman. Um, the, the Jordan Peele adaptation. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, this has kind of been a year of like watching a lot of old horror movies like specifically you know Thrasher slasher movies like we um yeah. i watched all of the halloween all of the friday the 13th and nightmare and all of those in the last year or so um and so and uh, you know we watched the candyman the the first three candyman movies and so to kind of see that, see the new one. I like that it it wasn't a full on reboot. That they kind of like, um, you know, pick some stuff up from from before. And also, Tony Todd was also in it, and he's a delight. So, um, so yeah, I I don't I didn't most of you know most I didn't see a lot of like newer movies, but uh, those are the ones I can remember. I watched Halloween Kills and it was another Halloween movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like it's like not a favorite of those types of like that's not my favorite series. I think that uh I think Jamie Lee Curtis is just awful. In, oh really? In everything, I think she's a terrible actress. Like I just don't like. <laughs> oh
0: really?
1: And I've taken it to the like it's to the point now where I just like dislike her as a person because of how much I dislike her acting. Um, oh. Yeah, like, she she just... She was
3: bad in Knives
1: Out. I thought she was good in Knives Out. I haven't seen Knives Out, but... Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I liked her in, uh... What was that Schwarzenegger movie? True Lies. True Lies. Yeah, I liked her in True Lies. Or maybe I just liked True Lies. I don't remember if I liked her. (laughs) You know, it all... Honestly, it goes back to my sister watching Freaky Friday when we were kids and me being like, she's... (laughs) Like I think she sucks, and now I've just held on to that for all this time. Um, but I did I did enjoy kind of bringing back the uh, the the kills were pretty brutal in in Halloween Kills. Um, kind of had more of an '80s slasher feel than uh, some of these other new ones. So I, I enjoyed the the level of violence and blood um, that was in that in that movie. So for what it was, it was fine. But uh, but yeah, I
3: will say I will say I, I, I've been dying to see Lamb and Titan, both of them, and I also want to see Licorice Pizza and oh, yeah. Pig with uh, Nicolas Cage.
1: I just saw they added Pig to I think Hulu. Oh, um, right on!
3: I'm gonna watch it soon then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I like I just saw that yesterday. I think I'm actually well, you know uh, Justin Palma's here, Jeremy. Um, oh yeah yeah. We, we went to he and Delaney's for New Year's, and I think he and I are maybe next weekend to go see Licorice Pizza at the the oh, theater here in Manlius. Um, okay.
0: If we can our make cinema, the
1: time. Nice. Yeah. Make the time to make that happen, but yeah. Mac. Yeah, well, this is always uh, super fun. Thanks, you oh, guys, for, Gents. for taking the time. Yeah. But... Well, it's uh, always a pleasure, guys, and we will uh, you know, I'll we'll talk soon and I'll let you guys know when this is out.
3: Sounds legit, man. Alright. Sounds good. Always a pleasure.
1: Yep, have a good night, guys.
3: We, Later. We, we say hello to New York for me.
1: I will.
0: no chariot of fire just a quiet rustling in the corner of my mind and i'll drink from air